You're listening to I Heard It on the 806, a podcast by John Bowers. In this episode, John takes a look at some of the most impactful mistakes he's made throughout his life and ministry. It's one thing to sit and talk to you about the miracles of God because they're awesome to hear. The healing power of Jesus today, the power of salvation over the enemy schemes to get you in hell, so awesome. But I have to be honest with you and tell you that with every miracle out there, there are mistakes and there's a balance here. I don't want you to think as you're listening to this, you can never ever obey God because of the mistakes you've made. I've made mistakes and I'm going to share some with you. They're devastating, but I've been set free by the blood of the lamb. Here we go. Hang on to your seats. I had finished a busy day at Christ Center. And on Wednesday night, we were having a pie social and some 250 people would attend the church. We had a small church at Christ Center. We had around 750 members. 500 would show up on a given Sunday. We bought a school building that I'll tell you about later. And we met in the gymnasium. It was always packed out with 500 plus people. Wednesday nights, we had between 250 and 300 people. Kids programs, worship, praise. It was wonderful. It was phenomenal. It was magic is what it was. And so one of these busy days after I had finished my day, I'm in the pie social, which we have occasionally. And I was eating my Marionberry pie with ice cream, thinking about, oh, I can't wait to go home and just sit down and go to bed. One of my elders came to me and he said, John, he named the gal by name. She said, uh, she needs to see you and she's desperate. And I said, well, tell her I'll talk to her in the morning that I'm going to finish the Wednesday evening here with with this fellowship. And basically what I was saying, pie is more important than she is. Tell her to go uh, away for now and I'll see her tomorrow. He said, John. She said, if she doesn't see you tonight, she's going to jump off the bridge and commit suicide. I says, let her jump off the bridge and commit suicide. I'm going to eat my pie. That morning, I get the call. She jumped off the bridge and committed suicide. That sets you back. How can a guy that heard God tell him to go into all the world and preach the gospel, how can a guy hear God so clearly miss it so clearly. And the reason why is I never asked him. I made the choice to eat the pie and never involved in God in it. I never asked God, is she going to jump off the bridge? God gives you freedom to make mistakes. He doesn't make you listen to him. He doesn't demand that you listen to him. And oh, did I miss it? Oh, did I miss it? An old man who lived around the corner of one of our elders I never knew him, but the old elder, Harry Dingman, knew him. And one night I was sitting with Harry Dingman having coffee in his home. And about three blocks away lived this old man that did not know Jesus. Harry said, Fred is definitely in a terrible place. He's not well. So tomorrow morning we need to go and lead him to Jesus. And I says, no, not tomorrow morning, tonight. Well, he's probably already in bed. I says, and we're to knock on the door, we're to drag him out of the bed, and we're to share Jesus with him. And Harry laughed as if it was a joke. I said, Harry, I'm not kidding you. This is what we're to do. And Harry said, John, 
we'll do it tomorrow morning. I heard the Lord say, urgently, we're to do it tonight. But when Harry said, well, we'll do it tomorrow, I gave in. I disobeyed the voice of the Lord to pick up a voice of man. That night, the old man's modular home burnt down and he died. Dr. Fine was one of the finest eye doctors in Eugene, Oregon. Very well known, high reputation. Wrote books, did it all. You can go online and read about Dr. Fine. And I had an eye schedule appointment with him Friday afternoon after school. And I walked in and I got ready for the eye appointment. And in walks Dr. Fine and immediately the Lord said, he's in trouble. Share me with him. He's ready to receive me as savior. He's desperate. I could see it all over his face. I sat there as he checked my eyes. I kept hearing the Lord say, John, it's urgent. It's at, it was as if sirens were going off. Emergency, emergency, pull over. Stop what you're doing. He's going to hell. Stop, stop. John, talk to him. I got up out of the chair. I wanted to talk to him, but you know what I heard? He's somebody and you're nobody. He's got a reputation. He's known throughout the whole community. Finest eye doctor, author, lecturer, teacher. The next morning I picked up the paper and he was on the front page, committed suicide that night. I was teaching a conference in Lincoln City, Oregon on the coast. 300 and some high school kids were there, some college kids. And of all things I was talking about was the power of God's Holy Spirit. How we have to listen, how we have to obey. Not that we have to, but you really want to because that's where your joy comes. That's where the power comes. That's where the victory comes. And I had finished my first session and I went back up into a little cabin and was laying on a cot. And the guy that was traveling with me was sitting reading the book on his cot and we got a knock on the door. And Robin, my friend, jumped up, opened the door. And there's this young man standing there and you could visibly say that, you know, see that he was blind. And Robin says, what, would, what can we do for you? He says, I'm here to see Pastor John. So I jump up and I said, hi, I'm, I'm John. She, he goes, I'm, I'm here out of obedience. I'm here because God told me to come. And if I come and you lay hands on me and you pray for me, my sight will be restored. And I said, well, there's other guys that have more faith than I. And I gave him two guys to go see. He turns around and he walks away. And Robin grabbed me and he says, what are you thinking? And I said, oh, my gosh, what have I done? I quickly, probably a minute had passed. I quickly opened the door. We were up on the second floor. I quickly ran down the hallway. I know I'd find him because he was blind, walking slow. I looked down the hallway both ways. I looked down the stairs. I ran out in the courtyard, not to be found. That night then when we assembled, I said, I want to talk to the young man that came to my room this afternoon. I want to pray for you right now. I want you to come up. I want you to, I want to pray for you right now that your sight will be, will be restored. The director of the conference came and said, John, we don't have any blind boy here. 
I said to the, the student, Do you, have you seen a blind boy? Nobody said anything. And I said, God, what is it? He said, it was a test that you failed. I can only use you if you're obedient. Two weeks later, I heard that my primary care physician, Dr. Pfeiffer and Eugene, had a heart attack on Mount Bachelor, the ski, ski slope. I'd been with Dr. Pfeiffer on many occasions, checkups, whatever, never ever to ask him if he knew Jesus, because again, he was like Dr. Fine. He had a reputation. He was a doctor. He was a physician. And I'm just a pastor. I'm just a nobody. Who am I? That's what the devil told me. And when I heard he had his heart attack, I couldn't, I couldn't take the thought that I'm going to fail again. I couldn't get to him because he was in the hospital under an erroneous name. So I called the office and I said, when do you think he'll be back? They said, well, it'll be at least six months, but we'll call you when he comes back. Can you meet another doctor? I says, no, I wanna see Dr. Pfeiffer. So they called me and they said, Dr. Pfeiffer's in, but he's only in for half a day now. Would you like to set an appointment? I said, yes, I would. I set the appointment. So I got there and his nurse was a nurse from hell. She was the most evil person angry, mad at the world. And if I would have told her that I'm there to lead Dr. Pfeiffer to the Lord, she would have thrown me out. Yes, it's true. I made an appointment to lead Dr. Pfeiffer to the Lord. That's the only reason I made the appointment. So Dr. Pfeiffer came, came in, shook hands. He pulled up his stool, stethoscope around his neck. He says, well, what are we here for, John? I says, well, you really don't care why I'm here, do you, doctor? And he says, why is that? I said, well, you get paid whether I'm here for one thing or another. He said, that's right. I said, okay, then you get paid for this. I made the appointment to make sure that you're going to go to heaven, not hell. If you died on that ski slope, would you have gone to heaven or hell? I'm a Presbyterian. I said, okay, as a Presbyterian, would you have gone to heaven or hell? And he looked at me and he says, I don't know. I said, well, then I can tell you, you'd go to hell. If you don't know, you're going to hell. I said, you want to go to heaven? He said, yes, I do. Then take my hands. I took his hands. I led him in the sinner's prayer. I was not going to allow another doctor fine issue in my life. I was not going to allow a girl to jump off the bridge and commit suicide. I wasn't going to allow an old man to die in a, in a fire. So I made an appointment to get a guy saved. Six months later, he's on the golf club golf course in Junction City at Shadow Hills Golf Club. He's hitting a bucket of balls, and next to him is one of my staff members. And he said to the staff member, he says, where do you live? He said, I live in Junction City. He says, do you by chance know a pastor by the name of John Bowers? He said, well, that's my pastor. <laughs> and he said, I had the most amazing thing ever happened in my life. And he said, oh, what's that? He made an appointment to come and see me to get me saved. He paid me to get me saved. And the truth is, Jesus already paid to get him saved. All I did was take the receipt. People, don't let your mistakes add up. Make an appointment. Get him saved. 
You've been listening to the I Heard It on the 806 podcast with John Bowers. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you listen. To learn more about John Bowers, this podcast, and to find out how you can get a copy of his new book, I Heard It on the 806, go to IHeardItOnThe806.com. This has been an Avenue 153 production.